Hello, welcome to York Street. We hope that this sermon will be an inspiring and impactful one, just what you need at this time. For any of our sermon-based studies, please head to our website at www.yorkstreet.com.au. So grab a cuppa, grab your notebook, whatever you need, and we hope that you enjoy the sermon. Hey guys, my name's Anthony, I'm the executive pastor here, if I've met you before. Uh, it's my privilege to share the message with you today. We've uh, been, over the past couple of weeks, I'm told, because I haven't been here, uh, been journeying through a series called Making Disciples, looking at how we can best live out our faith and, um, and bring people alongside us to be able to support them, to develop them, and, and to love them in the way that Jesus calls us to. Last week, uh, Pastor Tim shared about what it looks like to do life together. See, this Christian walk isn't designed to, to do it in isolation by ourselves, yet we're, we're called to do this thing called life together, um, care for one another, hold each other up, and our responsibility to look after the people around us. And so today we're wrapping up this series called Not Finished Yet. You excited? Hmm, I'm not convinced. Anyway, let's, let's pray before we get started. Heavenly Father, we, we thank you and praise you for this, this opportunity to gather around your word. We pray that you would move today, that you would, would reveal to us something new about yourself and perhaps something new about ourselves. Today, may we encounter you afresh and, and be compelled to step into the plans and purposes you have for each of us. Lord Jesus, hear our prayers. Amen. So I wonder if there's anyone in the congregation or multiple people in the congregation that has a, have a few projects on the go. I know our senior pastor, Tim, he likes to tinker around with cars. Anyone else? Maybe you're a gardener, maybe you're, you're handy with tools, woodworking, all sorts of different stuff. Let me ask you this. How many projects have you finished? Yeah, maybe not as many as you've started, but that's okay. Wives, who has a list of projects for your husband? Yeah, why do you keep reminding us every six months? I don't know what that's about. Let me tell you this quick story about a wife who was asking for some help from her husband. The wife asks her husband if, if he can help fix the car. And he's like, oh, I'm not a mechanic. Then, he says, then she says, oh, well, I need some help to fix this tap in the kitchen. Oh, I'm not a plumber. I, I, I can't help with that. Lastly, she asks, oh, can you fix this cupboard? It's hanging off its hinges. Oh, well, I'm not a carpenter. Can't, can't help. So the following evening, the, the wife goes to her husband and says, you know what, it doesn't matter. I got some help from the next-door neighbour. He, he fixed the car and he fixed the tap. He also fixed the cupboard door, so, so don't even worry about it. And the husband says, well, that, that's great. How much did he charge you? And she says, well, he said it was going to be $10,000, or I could, I could bake him a cake. And so the, the, wife, uh, the husband says, so what kind of cake did you bake? And the wife says, well, I'm not a baker. <laughs> Expensive exercise, perhaps. Sometimes some of our projects just remain a work in progress. Sometimes they don't go to plan. Sometimes we get distracted. Sometimes things break along the way. 
or need replacing, well, sometimes we use our time elsewhere. Well, sometimes we just simply forget. I wonder if you're seeing any parallels with this idea of these projects and our lives or our Christian walks. See, sometimes things don't go to plan. We know that. Sometimes we get distracted. We definitely know that. Sometimes we use our time elsewhere. Sometimes we simply forget. But friends, you know what? I can't help but think that maybe where God's works in progress. Yeah? In Psalm 139, uh, 13 to 16, it says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. You saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. And then in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, it says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We are his handiwork. Some translations say, for we are God's masterpiece. The Greek word for, for workmanship or handiwork is paima, which gives us um, the English words poem and poetry. I wonder if you've ever thought of your life as a divine work of poetry. I don't think I have. Author Sam Gordon writes this, Each of our lives is the papyrus on which the master is producing a work of art that will fill the everlasting ages with his praise. Guys, you are God's masterpiece. You are his poem. You are his work of art. When we look at ourselves in this way, we we begin to understand we have this incredible value in Christ. We are his masterpiece to be on display, not just for our time on earth, but throughout eternity in heaven, so that we might might give him eternal praise and glory and honour. But this truth about being God's masterpiece, it can be kind of hard for us to comprehend. In our frail human existence, in, in the world around us that seems rushed, incredibly frustrating at times in a culture and in a circumstance that we can't always control. Some of us have had bad things happen. Some of us doubt our worth. It gets in the way of us believing this biblical truth about ourselves. We are his workmanship, his piece of art. We're also a work in progress. Tim Keller, the American pastor and author, writes this, do you know what it means that you, are, that you are God's workmanship? What is art? Art is beautiful. Art is valuable. And art is an expression of the inner being of the maker, of the artist. Imagine what that means. You're beautiful. You're valuable. And you're an expression of the very inner being of the artist, the divine artist. God himself. You see, when Jesus gave himself on the cross, he didn't say, I'm going to die just so you know I love you. He said, I'm going to die. I'm going to bleed 
for your, for your splendor. I'm going to recreate you in something, into something beautiful. I will turn you into something splendid, magnificent. I am the artist. You are the art. I am the painter. You are the canvas. I am the sculptor. You are the marble. You don't look much there in the quarry, but I can see. Oh, I can see. Jesus is the artist. Paul, in his letter to the Philippians, reminds the church, he says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. See, God's not finished yet. There's more to come. So long as you have breath in your lungs, his breath in your lungs, you remain called to his purpose. So let me tell you this. You're not too old or too young or too broken or too tired or too poor, too whatever, fill in the gaps. You're God's paima. You're God's handiwork. You're his masterpiece. His incredible, intricate, unique, beautiful masterpiece. And he's not finished with you yet. See, God didn't bring you this far just to leave you where you're at. Those hard times, those struggles, those tears you've shed, the pain you've, you've experienced. Who got you through it all? Who got you this far? God did. He's not going to give up on you now. You're his work in progress. You're his masterpiece. Like the passage in Philippians says, he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. Paul also went on in, in Ephesians 20 saying, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. He's still working. And amazing things are still to come in your life. You're perfectly positioned. Sometimes our past, those heavy things we've been through, they make us forget. They make us forget that we are his incredible creation. Sometimes the things of this world come at us and it can be hard. and It can be painful. God didn't make those things happen, but, but he sure can use them. He doesn't waste anything. If I offered you this $20, would you want it? Probably. You'd probably ask me to transfer it into your account because you don't do cash anymore. What about this one? you want that one? Well, you know what? This has the exact same value as this one. Same goes for you. Maybe you feel crumpled. Maybe you feel stood on by life. The same value that God placed on you when he created you, that same value applies today. Even if someone or something crumples you, steps on you, it doesn't change your worth. You are still just as valuable as you were on that first day. You are his masterpiece. When it comes to discipleship, when it comes to journeying with others and helping other people on their path of life, you are perfectly positioned. There's going to be people in our community here at York Street and certainly out there that are going through the things you've been through, that are going through those hardships that you've already experienced. And they need you. 
They need you to tell them it's going to be okay. Tell, tell them what you did to get through. Because of your experiences, because of the things you know about your life, it means you're perfectly positioned to help make disciples. Don't let the world tell you you're crumpled and worthless. You are just as valuable as you were on that first day. Whether you're 90 years old, whether you're nine years old, whether you're married or single or divorced, whether you're rich or you're poor, perfectly positioned to make disciples. So we know where his handiwork. And we know he's not finished yet. We know we're perfectly positioned. But you know what? We have all the tools we need. The best discipleship tool you have is your own story. I hear people say, oh, I don't have much to offer. I don't have anything of value to to share. You do. If you know Jesus, he transformed your life. You want to tell people about that. And if you don't, what an incredible opportunity to, to consider whether God's knocking at the door of your heart. If you, if you call yourself a follower of Jesus, you know that there was a time before you met him and a time after. Sometimes those encounters are massive and miraculous. Sometimes they're just a bit more subtle. But regardless, Jesus transformed your life and that's worth sharing. Tell your story, people. That's all you need to do. You know it best, it's your story. That time God changed your life forever. That time when you were waiting on the diagnosis and you didn't know where else to go. That, that time when you received that gift and were blessed beyond belief. These form your personal God story and people need to hear it. Because like I said before, people are probably going through the same things. Or they're about to go through the same things. They need your input into their lives. See, this thing we call discipleship, getting alongside one another and encouraging each other in our faith journey, it can take time, yeah? It takes effort and energy, intentionality. It can be messy and painful, but it's so incredibly rewarding. What a privilege it is to, to journey alongside people as they learn and understand who Jesus is and the impact he can have on their life. You don't need fancy words. You don't need all the answers. Just share and listen. You have all the tools you need. Guys, as we wrap up today, I'm going to invite you to stand. I'm hoping you might close your eyes and maybe just place your hands out in front of you. I want to share some words and spread them over you as as you go today. Music team can come up too if they like. Dwell on these words. I was created by God. I am his masterpiece. The things of this world are unable to devalue my worth. The same God that created the universe created me. I am his poema, his beautiful poem, his work of art. It's okay that I'm a work in progress because God has not finished with me yet. 
I am confident of this, that he who began a good work in me will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. My value remains the same as it was when he created me, which positions me perfectly to be a disciple who makes disciples. I have been given every spiritual blessing. I have all the tools I need to shine God's light to those around me. Thank you, God, for not giving up on me. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you have done for me. Lord Jesus, thank you for all that you do and all that you've done in our lives. We thank you that you haven't given given up on us. No matter what we've been through, no matter what we've done, no matter our circumstances, you created us and you are not done with us yet. Thank you that you have a specific purpose for each and every one of us in your kingdom. As we go today, would you remind us and prompt us to be the disciple makers you call us to be? May we realize that we are perfectly positioned to partner with you, to grow and extend your kingdom, to share your love, to be a support and an encouragement to those around us. May we be reassured to play our part in your plan for your glory and for your people. May we never underestimate our potential in our interactions with other people. Lord Jesus, we come before you today in your name. Amen. If you would like prayer or to find our sermon-based studies, please head to our website or check the description below for a link. If you enjoyed the video, feel free to share the video, like, subscribe, and hit the bell icon for updates of when we release new videos. Remember, life can be tough, so let's do it together.